This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Have you ever stopped to wonder what exactly success means to you? Is it money, fame, power, all of the above or none at all? I'm Dashran Johan and this is Redefining Success, a show where we speak to passionate people from various fields about their lives, what makes them tick and what the word success means to them. My guest on today's episode is the first Indian woman to ever win a Grammy Award. She's lent her voice to many, many songs of Indian films over the past two decades or so. I'm talking about singer-songwriter Tanvi Shah. Welcome to the show, Tanvi. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. How do you define success? What does that word mean to you? Success now, to me, means being happy on the inside and the outside. If I am content with myself... And if I am happy doing what I'm doing, I'm successful. That's my definition now. Okay. Of course, there was a time when I was like, oh, fame, glamour. But in the last decade, I think the whole meaning and the definition has really changed for me. So yeah, for me now, success is doing what I do with full passion and being happy on the inside. And how has your definition changed? Why did it change? Because you said your def- you know, at one point it was all about fame, you know, trying to, you know, chase the stars in, in that sense. Being a part of the rat race. <laughs> yes, exactly. Being part of the rat race. So how did you, why did this uh, uh, shift in perspective come about? All of us grow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Growth is very important. I think uh, we all have to go through that phase of realizing things for yourself. And I realized that just running after, uh, you know, being a part, as I said, being a part of the rat race and running after all these, uh, you know, wanting this and wanting that and with all that energy, there was a little bit of toxicity which Mm. came into my system, which over time, I think I did not really like it for myself. Right. And uh, what was I doing that for? Was I doing that to please someone else or doing that for the crowd? Why was I in this profession? Mm-hmm. Because I like what I do. Yep. I love what I do. So towards the end, I mean, somewhere I found that I wasn't enjoying my work. You know, when you wake up and say, oh, man, I have to go to work. Right. That was when it hit me. Yeah. And how did it reach that point? Because, you know, from the outside, we, we some people have this assumption, you know, you're you're doing what you love and, and, you know, it's all fun and roses and sunshine from there. But you're saying you're talking about this point where even doing something that you loved, which is singing, music, it became work. How did that happen? I think I gave in to the glamour part of it. Right. And I wasn't doing it for myself. Mm. I lost myself. I l- Actually, that's the thing. I think I lost myself somewhere. Right. I lost my soul somewhere. To be honest, um, I think I went after the the negative side. Mm-hmm. In my, I'm just calling it the negative right, side. Right, right, of course. Um, I can't talk for anyone else. So yep. I'll, all I'm saying is that um, when you lose yourself, you have to kind of recalibrate. You have to recalibrate and think about what you want in life. Do I want to be this person or do I want to be this person? You know, um, so finding the right balance, 
there was a lot of imbalance in my life. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of, and I know a lot of people, a lot of us go through it and we're not, some of us, we don't even accept it. You know, I accept the fact that, yeah, I, I was a very, um, you know, uh, this is a good example. I used to feel bad if someone else used to get a chance to sing and I never got a chance to sing. Right. Or I used to feel like, you know, oh, how's that person going and working on that movie? Mm. And I don't get to work on that movie. And that, I think, was wrong for me. That was the imbalance that I didn't like. And um, if I am true to myself, if I'm true to my profession, if I'm true to my roots, I shouldn't be feeling that. Yeah. And that wasn't making me happy. That's where this whole shift happened. Talk to me about two points in your life, Tanvi. Mm-hmm. The first point is that the point where the moment where you fell in love with music, with singing, with the craft that you have, you know, dedicated your life to for, for so long. And the second point in your life where you realized, huh, actually I can make this a career. <laughs> so so it's very funny that you you're you know asking me this question because I was never supposed to be a singer. Right. I was never supposed to be a singer. I was always into art and I'm I'm like, you know, I have a degree in fine arts and in ceramic design and uh, graphic design. I used to sing for fun. Okay. Um but someone someone had a um karaoke CD of mine which went to Mr. Rahman. Mhm. And suddenly, you know, one night I got a call from him saying that, oh, I want you to come and sing for me. <laughs> you know. And, and when was this? This was in 2003. This okay. was in 2003. And uh, I didn't believe it. Obviously, I'm not going to believe it. I'm not a trained singer. I'm not a professional. Right. And, and then uh, I was like, hmm, let me just go check it out. You know, what's he going to do? Throw me out of the studio? I, that's fine. But <laughs> <laughs> so I did go to the studio and he did see me and I did sing. Uh, my first song was uh, Fana from mm-hmm. Yuba. And uh, there was no looking back. There was no looking back. So uh, you, when you get that confidence uh, and encouragement from a person like him, I think you're like, okay, not bad. Right. You know? So, of course, when you say Mr. Rahman, you're talking about the uh, A.R. Rahman, um, Oscar-winning A.R. Rahman, the legend in, in terms of Indian film music and, and all of that. Um, what went through your mind at that time? Because like you said, you were not someone who was, oh, you know, I live and breathe music at, at this point in your life. You sing for fun and things like that, but you, were, you liked art. And then you get a, a call... <laughs> From D.A.R. Rahman, who even in 2003, 2004, was a really big name already. Huge, huge. huge name. What went through your mind at that point? Is this really happening? <laughs> what is going on? Is, that, is, someone, is someone pranking me? <laughs> Am I being pranked? Uh, but no. On a serious note, I think it was, it was an eye-opener for me, too. Because I think he heard... Uh, I had done like karaoke tracks of like... Um, Sarah McLachlan right. and uh, Dido. Uh, apparently, I, I sounded very Dido-ish <laughs> <laughs> on that track. And um, uh, he heard that. And I, he was the, the first question he asked me, are you from India? I was like, sir, <laughs> I'm a Chennai partner, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was in D.C. Right. before that. I was okay, in Washington, okay. D.C. And, uh, you know. Uh, all that. But anyways, I came back and mm-hmm. this happened. And uh, 13th May 2003 was my first song and my first entrance uh, into his studio, Panchatan Studio in Chennai. So, yeah. 
And was this so for, for you? Is this a case of falling in love with the craft as you progressed? Divine timing. I think divine timing exists. <laughs> this was divine timing. At that point, did you think, okay, so now playback singer, I'm going to be doing this, you know, sing, singing for films. You know, I'm going to be doing this for the next 10 years, 20 years, you know, things like that. Did, did you have those thoughts in your mind or would you like, okay, I'm going to sing this and then we see la where it goes. That's exactly what my thought was. Like, uh, I'll sing mm -hmm. and then we'll see la. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how this goes. Yeah. And uh, I never I never took it very seriously mm -hmm. um, for maybe a year or so. And then it was like, okay, you know, he's given me this opportunity. He's thrown this challenge at me. Let me just respect it right. and take it in. Maybe even I started learning Western classical. So I was like, hmm, diamond in the rough. Maybe a little bit of polishing, a little bit of polishing. And um, I, started, I started going for classes, uh, going for voice training, trying to, um, you know, get better. Mm-hmm. Um, I still do. There's never going to be an end to that. But uh, you can always grow. Yeah. As I said, growth is very important. So, um, yeah. And then about a year later or so, I was like, okay, I have my design, but I'm going to kind of switch gears. And my passion had become my profession. So I took it seriously then. Yep. And I was doing a lot of background scores for him. And somewhere down the line, he, you know, for fun, I used to write gibberish. And uh, he's, he'd, he'd suddenly say like, uh, oh, I want a French feel or I want a German feel for this, this particular rush on the, on the movie. And then I have to watch that scene and then write something. <laughs> he's like, I want German feel. I want, I want this. I want that. And <laughs> I started writing all these, you know, uh, I started using this gibberish language but I used to make it sound very Latin or French right. or, or German or African. And, uh, you know, we started using that for the background scores. And I think that's when the whole thing changed, when the whole shift happened. And even the other directors like Yuvan Shankar Raja, you know, the others, Premji and everyone. Yeah. Like, uh, um, I remember Shrikant Deva, mm -hmm. uh, who else? Harris Jairaj. All of them, you know, they, they, they started like realizing that, oh, this girl is different. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, uh, even my tonality, I've been told that my tonality, my uh, tomba, everything is very different. It's not like a normal thing. So yes. I guess that uh, I was lucky. You know, the Indian music scene, Tanvi, is a rather unique one when we look at it from a global perspective, right? Because I'm not, I don't think any other industry in the world you know, has such a crossover when it comes to music and film. Mm -hmm. How does one even, you know, who, who dreams of, let's say, you know, s becoming a singer for, you know, Indian uh, music industry, for the Indian film industry and all, how does one approach that? We have a very strong music industry. Yes, yes. you are very right. Um, I think it's not about the uh, approach or anything like that. I think it's about it's about how good you are how your sound is mm -hmm. you know if you're unique they will definitely come to you first it was just like bollywood music industry now we right. have now you have like you know the tamil film industry and all that yep. but now i think the whole of india as a film industry we're getting strong yeah. there's no i don't think there's a divide you have strong people in bollywood you have strong people in 
Hollywood, Tollywood, everywhere. Now there's a merge, there's a merger happening. And I see, you know, the beats from South India going to, you know, Hindi movies and stuff like that. You know, music from uh, the North coming down. So I don't think there's a divide. We can't just say like, oh, this industry and that industry. Right. There. And the indie artists are getting so huge now. So they have, there's a wide pool. So you wait. Some movies now, they even have like, you know, a, a, an indie artist performing. They pick up a song from an indie right. artist. Like there's this Jug Jug Jio. There's a new yeah. movie with uh, Varun Dhawan and Kiara mm-hmm. and Neetu Kapoor. So that song was a single first. Yes. Rangi Sari was a single first. So things like that, you know, and you have such brilliant ones. Yeah, you have even Anirudh, you have Santosh Narayan, you have like, you know, the younger generation. And one thing I'd like to mention is now people are getting noticed Mm. because of social media. We didn't have social media back then. We didn't have all that. So we've really come up the hard way. Not that these guys aren't coming up the hard way, but the edge they have is the social media platform and Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and all. We never had all that. Mm -hmm. So it makes a big difference, you know, how now when you ask me how do they approach them, I I had no idea that someone has given my CD to him and it was on a CD. Now now it's MP3. It's a completely different (laughs) world. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Let's rewind clock many years, Tanvi. Don't make me sound old. (laughs) You know, going back to your schooling days, you know, even in primary school, um, early secondary school and stuff. How were you like? What what was your childhood like, your school like? Um, Did you get good grades? What were your interests and ambitions back then? A, I was a tomboy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was a total tomboy. Uh, Definitely interested in art. Right. I was very artistic. Mm -hmm. Very, very artistic. Um, Grades-wise, I managed yeah. um, a little above that. Never really was like, you know, oh, studious and yeah. nerd, uh, geeky. No. Uh, very, very athletic. So used to do javelin, running, uh, sprinting, 100 meters. And yeah, so very sporty, yeah. athletic, tomboy. I've always played with helicopters and... Uh, Matchbox cars. Don't really remember having Barbie dolls. And uh, I think the Barbie dolls I got were a gift. Two of them. That's very interesting. So what were your parents like? Um, You know, did they, you know, because of course the Asian stereotype, you know, is like, oh, you know, doctor, lawyer, you know, that's what I want you to study and engineer and things like that. What were your parents like? And as you started to, you know, get later on in life when you, you know, broke into the music industry and, and things like that, what was the the reaction to To be that? very honest, I think the family I came from, they thought, okay, college, marriage, kids. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> little did they think that she's going to be like, you know, this person. But uh, they didn't know I could, I could, they knew I could hold a tune. Right. But they didn't think I would be that serious about it till mm. I, you know, went all out and I got the opportunity. Yep. I think that's the thing. The opportunity was thrown at me and given to me. Um, so <laughs> for them to, even I, they, even they were shocked. Even they were shocked. Uh, you know, in the beginning, in the beginning, you know, we used to work till about 4 a.m., 5 a.m., in right. the studios. So I remember them like standing outside and being like, you know, you're not going to go to the studio again. This is not the time you come back. What will people say? 
and you know i've mm-hmm. been through that all families go through that yeah. i've been through that and uh, it wasn't a very smooth ride for me i had my struggles yeah. but i had different struggles mm-hmm. um and i i did fight i did fight because the one thing that as i said you know it was thrown at me yeah. i took it up as a challenge and i think i need to when someone when someone gives you an opportunity instead of just being a little loose about it why can't you respect it and kind of give it a shot and by giving it a shot i don't mean just once learn the skill it might take fine 2 years 3 years i'm not it's not going to be my bread and butter for now i had something else to fall back on and that was my art that mm-hmm. was my design and i was ve- i think i'm very lucky and blessed because um when i'm singing or even humming a tune i have a pencil in my hand and i'm always doing some kind of sketch or right. some kind of design and when i'm designing it's the other way i'm like singing i don't have to just focus on this mm. focus on that so that way i got very lucky i was very lucky on the show with me today is singer songwriter and grammy award winner tanvi shah after the break i ask her how she measures growth keep it here on redefining success bfm 89.9 Welcome back to Redefining Success. I'm Dashan Johan and on the show with me today is singer-songwriter and Grammy Award winner Tanvi Shah. So Tanvi, let's talk about your Grammy Award because that was really really such a monumental moment. You won the Grammy for Best Song Written for Motion Picture in 2010 for writing the Spanish lyrics of the song Jai Ho. Mm-hmm. Um you also sang for the song Jai Ho, um which is of course um, from Slumdog Millionaire. Now By doing so, by winning that Grammy, you became the first Indian woman to win a Grammy, which is huge. What does that mean to you? And how do you process? How do you reflect on such an achievement? Okay, to be very, very, very honest, when they announced it, it was very surreal. Mm-hmm. Extremely surreal. Um, it was like a dream. I was literally kind of floating, because it was too much for me. to process the whole thing. Right. I had not been on that stage. We were we were on a very big international stage and you know a Grammy is like everything. Mm. So it, it it was it was a very dreamlike situation for me. Maybe part of it was also a a a, a wee bit of a blur. It was a blur. I'm not going to lie about <laughs> it because you're just like okay Okay, what is happening? What is happening? Oh, I have to go on stage. Oh, I have to do this. And you know, and then to get ready for the show, to I remember waking up at 3 a.m. just to get ready for that show. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> did you wake up at 3 a.m. because you were nervous or Yeah, I did yeah. not want to miss, miss it. it. Yeah. And 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 uh, I you know normally normally I take about 15 minutes max including mm-hmm. hair and makeup yeah. to get ready. But that day I you know everyone just scared me because they're like, you have to do this you have to do this this is when you do your hair this is when you do your makeup this is a I was like whoa calm down people calm down and then you know you have your makeup artist coming and you have this and you have that and then when they announced uh, our names I just remember the manager AR's manager pushing me on stage and like <laughs> running with me to like you know uh the stage and it was really really surreal and uh just to hear your name on that international stage it gives you a high yeah it was a very different high 
You have to sit there for eight hours because it's a live show. Right. And I'm 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 still trying to process that whole thing. And somewhere, somewhere in between, I realized that my feet were hurting because I was wearing very high heels. <laughs> <laughs> and and then I think on the sixth hour or something like that, um, around that time, I messaged uh, Rahman sir and I was like, sir, I'm going home. I want to talk to my mom. <laughs> and I'm, my feet hurt. I cannot do this after party thing. <laughs> so I, I mean, That's come hilarious. on, people, if yeah. it was someone else, people do. I mean, I'm cuckoo like that. Yeah, I am cuckoo. I, I accept it. But, uh, you know, for someone, they would be like, you you, you just want a Grammy. Thing. You want a Grammy. Just go for that, you know, after party. Go for it. Why are you not? But I wanted to go home because I wanted to talk to my parents. Yeah. I wanted to, you know, kind of share it with them. And I was alone in Los Angeles, you know. So, and, and um, yeah, I, I remember falling asleep on the right back. My, uh, you know, my chauffeur was like, are you okay? You just won a Grammy. Why are you back? <laughs> you right? know, <laughs> so I was like, "Take me home now! Take me home now!" <laughs> yeah, it's, so, yeah, it sounds very overwhelming, right? But that you know, and that is just for winning the Grammy, which is huge in and of itself. How do you reflect on yourself being the first Indian woman to do it? Is it something that you think about? So I have to say that uh, apart from the excitement and apart from all that. Bef- just before the award, I felt a lot of pressure. Hmm. I was representing the women of my country on an international stage. I had made up my mind whether we win, and I really wanted Sir to win. I really wanted him to win. Um, and somewhere deep down, I was just like, yes, but I'm part of this team. I'm not going to let my team down. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we win, very good. If we don't win, it's still a great thing. Yeah. We've reached this stage and we've opened up, uh, you know, we've opened up to the entire world. People are going to start recognizing India as a very lucrative music industry. So um, and how we are very welcoming also to collaborate with artists and stuff like that. So, yeah, there was a lot of pressure. That pressure Mm -hmm. that you feel, the pressure that you feel is very overwhelming. Mm -hmm. It kind of breaks you inside. But you have to be strong enough to stand up. You will have to take, because if you win, they're going to hype you up. Right. If you don't, they're going to pull you down. A a select part of the audience, the international audience, perhaps audiences that were not familiar with your voice from, for, you know, the years before that. Now, like you said, it's, it sort of opens the world to, you know, this is India. You know, this is what we can produce. But for Indian audiences, even people who primarily watch Tamil movies, for example, Tamil cinema, you've been a singer for even before you won won that Grammy. You've sang for, you know, a bunch of huge Tamil films. You've sung for a number of Rajinikan films, um, like Style in Sivaji. You've done like Boom Boom, Roboda in Indran. You've you've sang for a Danush film, Pudupete, um, Mani Ratnam's Ayita Elite. That's These are huge, huge films for, you know, that would get, you know, anyone who has been following a Tamil cinema buff for anyone, you know, really excited. You've come a long way since um, Yaketiri, you know, yeah. in Ayutthaya. It's been years. How do you reflect on the past 18 years singing? What? Has it been 18 years? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's been 18 years. 
Wow. How do you reflect on on that and seeing that you know you have sung beyond just Grammy, you have su- sang your voice has been a part of so many monumental films in Tamil cinema. Okay, first of all, I think time is just an illusion. <laughs> you, you, you mentioned you mentioned the time frame, yeah. and I'm just like, what? But for me, but for me, to be honest, I just feel like I started yesterday. Mm. And um, I think once you have that kind of a mindset, you just want to keep going. Right. You just want to keep going. I did. Um, I'm very, very happy, blessed, and grateful that i was part of these monumental films that you've been mentioning and um you also have to see there's the other thing you are it's not just because of my voice it's the team mm-hmm. you know even slumdog yeah. okay we were all it was the right team at the right time teamwork makes the dream work honey yeah. you know so i was i was very lucky to be part of like a part of these teams and you know the process the whole process there's every little even the smallest of little things even the little spot boy who you know gets everything that also makes the movie right. we need to realize that and um even if it is a small chorus one line it's okay but we did that and it's the whole thing which comes together it's the it's the coming together of all these you know talents which creates magic right and that's why you call it a monumental film yeah i think it's been a wonderful journey of course there are ups and downs there are risks i've taken mm-hmm. and stuff like that but it's a learning process i've learned a lot and i'm still learning i still have a long way to go um for me it's not this is not the end mm-hmm. um i know i have the credits that i've received wonderful credits <laughs> <laughs> wonderful credits yes definitely wonderful credits but what next you know um and as you mentioned you know because we opened up this whole the indian diaspora to the world i have to say that the image of, like first when they used to collaborate with artists like you know pandit ravi shankar times and though paul mccartney and all and they used to think oh, oh, oh indian music is only sitar and tabla yep do you even know how our background scores are so famous abroad the the uh, raja sir's uh, background scores yuvan's background scores ar rahman's uh, uh, background scores i mean they are gems yeah and we are at almost at par with you know the even the philharmonic orchestra like sevanji rainbow colony yeah. um which are the guru and i would like to say that you know to stand over there and see the entire string section and the conductor over there and 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 them like you know following notes and then you are the one who gets to sing and give a voice for that particular scene it's like i get i get goosebumps thinking of it even now two movies which were very special to me were rangde basanti and sevanji rainbow colony right i mean when you listen to that those background scores not the song part of it just mm-hmm. the background scores and the way we've emoted as a team it's brilliant you you are someone who generally um sings fairly upbeat songs in a lot of the films mm-hmm. a lot of your popular ones are upbeat songs mm-hmm. but i want to get into a little bit of your your thought process when it comes to singing mm-hmm. is there a difference between singing a more upbeat western style mm-hmm. of song let's say boom boom roboda versus <laughs> a more rural also mm. a bit but rural type of songs like uh, like like the one you sang for putupete mm. 
you do have to go with with a different mindset, a different approach. I think the process would be first um, the music director telling you, mm-hmm. you know, he'll give you a brief of it, and he'll give you the scene, he'll give you the emotion of the scene, he'll tell you all that, and then you go into the this, and then you just work it, all right? And then you, um, you know, um, show them different styles, and then they will let you know that no, I want this and I want that. Uh, in my case, though. <laughs> <laughs> in my case, though, um, I've received briefs like, think like Shakira, but you <laughs> sing like Beyonce. How, and how I, does one, do, how does one that? do that? Yeah. Uh, but that was a brief I got. Yeah. That was a brief. <laughs> <laughs> that was a brief I got. Yeah. And um, and I had to, I had, I, for a minute, I'm just like, I, I, I'm looking at them and I went, I went blank. I, I, and my jaw dropped. I was like, are you, what? How does one, how does one even think like that? I know I'm laughing at it, but this is the kind of challenge I'm talking about. Right. Because you have to perform in four hours. Four hours? Yeah, you have to finish the song in four hours. You, you don't take two days. It's not that anymore. You okay. have to, you have to be on it. You have to be on it. You have to be alert and you have to be in that moment because if you if you don't deliver they're not going to call you right right so so it's these uh you know these are the risks you're yeah. taking um and gone are the days when you're like okay I'll practice this I'll come back tomorrow and this thing and um even the languages I'm very particular about the the way the pronunciation is right. and everything so I I I I take that extra step to like, you know, talk to them and uh, I don't want to make a mistake. But we are human. We do make mistakes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but even then, you know, so the process is like I go in and yeah, if they want a rule thing, you morph yourself into that person. Right. And I know who the actress is. So I kind of, for me, I watch the body language of it and everything and then I have to mold myself into that. So at least you know who you're giving your voice for. Yes. So... I think that for me, that's the process. Talk to me about the effort that you have to put and you continue to put to this day. And, you know, you are now in a phase of your career where, yes, you know, a lot of, I'm, I'm sure, you know, you get a lot more offers than you did when you first started. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about the kind of effort and dedication it takes to go from that, from what you did for Fana, for uh, Yuva, to where you are today, the kind of effort, the dedication, the hard work that people don't see behind the glitz and glamour of it all. First of all, don't believe everything that you see on Instagram. It's not glam all the time. Mm-hmm. You do fall at times, but then you have to remember to get up and start walking again. Uh, you will fail, but it's okay. It's okay. Get up, walk. Second thing is that... Um, the offers I get now, I can't pick them. Yep. I didn't have that uh, the ability to pick back then. Right. But now I can. Um, so I am very picky. Um, I just don't, you know. I I I now, um, you know, ask them about the lyrics, ask them about, you know, generally the the theme. Does it does it resonate with me now? Mm-hmm. Um. 
Yeah, so I have become I have become picky, and I choose my projects and stuff like that. Yeah, that's great. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. That's... As I said, like you know, I want to be happy on the inside. Am I absolutely? Yeah, and does it resonate with me? And I like this 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 phase I am in right now. Let me say one thing. One thing I'm going to make very clear is mm-hmm. that um, it's not an easy line. Right. It's not an easy line. It's not easy. There will be there will be pitfalls. There will be roadblocks. But we have to figure out a way to, as I said, solution, not the problem. Um, I need to find a solution. So I, I'm always about the solution part of it and not, you know, the other side. But now I think I know the composers very well. Right. So, you know, you 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 have that rapport. We can openly ask them. And I'm like more about the conversation part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nice to... It's nice to have that conversation and that freedom of conversation. It's never like... Uh, now it's not like, uh, you know, oh, yes. Okay, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and luckily, the people that I have worked with, they're very, they're very friendly. They're very... It's all equal. Yes, if it is someone new, it takes time. It takes time. So what would you say if someone asks you, what does it take to sustain a singing career, um, especially the kind of singing career that you have, and thrive, not just sustain, thrive in it. Like you said, you are still at this point where you keep asking what next. What does it take to sustain the singing career, to thrive in it year after year after year, for close to 20 years already. Dedication, discipline, determination, punctuality. Nice. If all of these things, <laughs> you're sorted. There will be people to um, applaud. There will be people who will um, pull you down. And the higher you go, they'll try to pull you down even more. Just stand through it. Just it's it's They're trying to shake you. Don't. How do you measure growth? How do you know that you're growing? (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, we're getting philosophical. Um, I don't think you can ever measure growth. How can you measure growth? I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, for me, when, you know, I'm still going for my my vocal classes. I'm still going for vocal lessons. Now, that'll never stop. Um, This is, okay, so not only about singing, but even in my design work, I just this year was when I learned uh, this this you know there's this program called Procreate on the iPad. Okay. I learned that now, and I just found out. I, I mean, for me it was just Photoshop, Illustrator. Oh my God, I have to do this. Right. I have to do that. But now when you have Procreate, you're like, oh, I didn't know it was this easy. Right. Yeah, you know. So you're given that. You're given these programs and stuff like that. We just have to learn how to use it, and so. Um, as I said, you know, you can't. There's, there's no particular, uh, what a box. Oh, I, I've learned, I've grown so much, or grown so much, or there's, there's nothing like that. So there's no measurement. Um, but I think it's the way you evolve as a person, the awareness that comes in, and finally, it's like, are you satisfied when you put your head down on your pillow? Are you like, oh, okay, I did this, this, this. Thank you. I'm very grateful mm-hmm. for today. Because tomorrow, who knows if I'm going to wake up? I mean, anything can happen. I'm, I, I can meet with an accident after five minutes and, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't ever put it down on, on paper or measure it. There's no measure for, you know, yeah, growth. Absolutely. Uh. So, at the start of the show, um, you 
defined uh, you you broke down what your definition of success, success. is mm-hmm. and you basically said that it's about happiness on the inside and the out mm-hmm. where you are right now today do you think <laughs> you have attained your definition of success i have a long way to go darling mm-hmm. i have a very long way to go this is not my my the way you see it uh my vision of success is completely different right um as i said i'm happy right now So I don't know how to explain this but right now you are seeing me as this Grammy winner with you yeah. know these credits blah 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 and you think that is oh success For me I'm like okay I I I get to go to Malaysia I get to perform with Yuvan Shankar Raja he's one of my favorite composers all of us all the artists all the entire team now I'm talking about team we get along well we're all on the same page all of us are having fun which equals happiness right right so we perform well we're doing this we're doing that that's success it's a huge success so for me i'm just looking at it that mm-hmm. in with with that kind of emotion and i'm looking at it that way but yeah what else can i say uh that is success again being in the now is very important and would you you give it your 100% like i'm here right now i'm giving it my 100% If I give it my 100%, we'll get to about 80, 85. Yeah. But if I don't, why why do things hard like half-heartedly? Yeah. If you're not enjoying it, don't do it. And on that wonderful note, Tanvi, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you for uh, having me here. It was a lovely talk. That was singer-songwriter and Grammy Award winner Tanvi Shah. If you missed any part of our conversation, you can also check us out on podcast. We're available on the BFM app, bfm.my, or pretty much wherever you get your podcast from. I'm Dashran Johan, and this has been Redefining Success, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, the business station.